Hello, it's James here. Uh, just a wee message about uh, at the end of our podcast today. We have a special guest section from the Pod Squad. It's a great podcast from down south. Uh, we had a bit of a crossover in the last few weeks. So they've done a top five best fathered headlines. So you can hear the whole of that at the end of the show after the music. But until then, enjoy episode 21 of Ecumenical Matters. <laughs> Would be an ecumenical matter. Well, hello and welcome to Ecumenical Matters, the Father Ted podcast. Uh, I'm here in a room in Letterkenny in the Clanry Hotel. Uh, we were we started trying to start it earlier. It was a bit abortive earlier. Uh, we couldn't uh, get any noise. Too much noise. Uh, too much mess. And and John was there. John from <laughs> Foxlaw. We'll we'll just put his plug in. But we're here for John's wedding uh, to Helena, and they had a lovely day yesterday. And we're all here, all half hungover after our. Uh, I'm not hungover. I'm not hungover <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, you got you got the most of the voices in the room there. Uh, I'll go around the room. It's Kunin, Sinead, Sean, who you've already met. Uh, which episode were you doing, Sean? I did uh, New Jack City, where you cut out the fact that I was a Bikram yoga expert. Sean is a not that you're annoyed about that at all. <laughs> well, I, I'm not one to hold a grudge, but it's probably the best part of my personality. Because I don't have a personality apart from that. You, you, you don't look like much of a yoga expert, to be fair. Listen, you don't have to be slim to be flexible. Ask, ask him any question with Bikram Yoga, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you do in Bikram Yoga then? You get really hot and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And what, what happens when you're hot and sweaty then? Is there other people around? You're not even taking a party um, Well, I mean, there is a certain part of your anatomy, usually your balls, that get really sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> so we have plenty of sweaty balls in Brick Arm Yoga then. But uh, do you want to? That's Kieran you heard as well. That's him laughing. I mean, he's he's thoroughly entertained by the waveform uh, of his own voice. It is. Uh, and lifelong uh, Tetan yourself and Sinead, his wife, is there with him. Say hello, Sinead. Hi. Hello. And then Wilma over there, like uh, lying in his mug. Lying in his drink, like he looks like he's about to. When you say mug, do you mean face or that cup? <laughs> A cup, sort of. And you didn't say it was Ireland's sweetheart. Well, you could say it for us then. I'm Ireland's sweetheart. Funny, maybe 1985. No explanation needed. And also, one half of Spare Rua. Is it still a going concern? Always. Yeah, Spare Rua folk band with John, who's uh, uh, for the right price, we can play anywhere. There's no venue too big. That's no price too big. For the right price, that's why you just haven't played in about four years. Yeah. <laughs> Greed. But is it one, like one of those like reverse auctions or something? You have to like bid one euro thirty three or one euro thirty five, and then the lowest you think bid gets it. Is that it? No, no. Starting price at um one thousand five hundred euro. Really? For half, half an hour. For half an hour. That's just. He's going to practice then if, we, if somebody pays it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a deposit. And uh, to woman's right is Lisa. How are you doing, Lisa? Hello. And Lisa's shaking her head away, so I'll uh, move right past Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Marty and Andreas are over there, looking uh, looking like they need a power off. I would like to point out that I'm an individual, and I do not want to be lumped in with someone else. Yeah. Well, it's just I am unique. Well, there's Marty there. You've met Marty before in the Eurovision episode. Do yeah, you remember this yeah, morning? I do remember it very well. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was a very popular episode. I think it actually might be our highest rated episode. Thank you very much. Nah, it was nah, a good episode. episode. Episode one was the highest rated. Oh yeah, well apart from episode one, well, everyone listens in and then checks out after about five. Well, minutes. I would like to find out where <laughs> I sign up for Bikram Yoga. Is there a sign up sheet? <laughs> yeah, um, you can uh, you can come to my website. It's www.britsite.com. 
all the necessary information and class times will be on there. <laughs> and uh, yes, so and Andreas over there, he's keeping himself quiet. Sir. Uh, how are you doing? You I'm good. I'm good. Okay, good. good. How are you? Um, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm trying to keep all these things in check. I, I've got a very overambitious room. I'm starting to think. <laughs> but yes, uh, so this is the. Uh, episode season three, episode five, escape from victory, and as we mentioned earlier, it's from a uh, from a the name it comes from the name of a, another film, Escape to Victory, uh, and you have both watched it before, I just slice the film. Yeah, I but I always call that film Escape from Victory as well. Was escape? Why do you call it that? Just for because sheer it's better. Well, Pele was in it, and you, you informed me earlier that uh, who else was in it. Bobby Murr. Bobby Murr, the, the old England player. Was he also a spokesman for um, impotence? Pelle? I wouldn't be surprised. No, Bobby yeah, Murr. Yeah. Pelle yeah. was, was he? Oh yeah, Pelle was Pelle big was. time. Yeah. I don't know if he ever got it up, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> uh, you weren't there to suppose to... No, I've out. never checked it, I'll be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> And I'm sure there is, you know, you can get those pills nowadays, like so. Yeah, well, that's that's what he was promoting. Oh, was it? Oh, fantastic! Yeah, would Bikram Yoga help with that sort of thing? It would do, yeah. Um, you, you, part, a big part of Bikram Yoga is pelvic floor exercises. Right, right. Um, and just, just in a very hot, sweaty room. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you talk about this yoga before until today. <laughs> Well, he's an expert. You see, he doesn't have to. He only expounds his expertise on a you know a particular forum when he gets you know yeah. when he gets yeah. audience. Well, they have yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do want to mention a few things. The parish notes. So on the third of October, uh, Alt McCracken Live is happening. Uh, it's a sketch show that I'm writing and part of as an actor. Uh, it's three pound. It'll be upstairs to Duke of York, and you're all invited. You all want to come? Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What's the date? The third of October. It's a Monday night. Mm. It's part of the Belfast Comedy Festival. Did you know Belfast is a I'll comedy go. festival? I know. Yeah. I didn't know. Right. Right. What is it again? Run it past me. Again. What is it? It's just it's a original sketch show based on a town called Altmer Kraken, and it's got lots of colourful characters and zany situations. What you love it. Crazy characters. Uh, the the yoga runs every night, but what time does Altmer Kraken start? It'll be like at uh, eight pm. Is there shower facilities? <laughs> uh, well, a lot of the drains leak, so you could just uh, sit under there. And you okay, could, yeah. you could do your yoga. There's gonna be like the whole thing's gonna be massive. Like there's gonna be comedy stuff happening all over the city. Like there's gonna be like street performers and everything. What? It'll actually be a really good crack. What, like what date? Third of October. It's a Monday night. And how much does it cost? Three pound. Okay. And it's right. upstairs in the GKR. Upstairs in the GKR. And what date is it? And there's a few other things I want to mention. Oh yeah, Mother Teresa coming a stint. So she's committed her two miracles, as we mentioned earlier. And I just wanted to mention something personal. Actually, there was a Belfast, a legend of the Belfast acting scene, Tom Dart, who had died this week. He was a mustachioed New Orleaner, and he was always partying. He was always smiling, and he he left this mortal coil this week. So just wanted to put a wee tribute for that and my little contribution to his, uh, to his, what do you call it? Stuff. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> to his stuff. That's nice. Well said, well <laughs> But uh, we'll get into it anyway. Uh, we'll try and fly through this because we're all dying to get down to dinner and get more drinks, isn't that right? Yes. Yes, yeah, we are. Yes. Uh, what time is dinner at, by the way? Half eight. We have to be there so. at eight. She says we have to be there Mary, at eight. Mary, no, Mary says to me that we have to be there at eight. Oh, that's just so people will show up at 20 past eight, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Like right, us, because so we're going to show up at 25 tonight. Are people <laughs> ever to your Bikram yoga classes? 
Uh, and how do you deal with that? Um, you make them hold stress positions. Um, well, you make them sit underneath somebody who's holding a stress position, a low squat. I'm quite and stressed um, out right now. Is there any positions that I could do that could make this easier and more comfortable? To um, it just—it sounds like you just need a full release. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, furious masturbation is the key to uh, enlightenment. Right. <laughs> Really? Would I get hot and sweaty during this? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're so enlightened. <laughs> well, I suppose, yeah, true, actually. <laughs> anyway, so we get into it. So the episode starts with uh, Ted frank- frantically searching uh, for a for a bug. He thinks the, the, the flat's been bugged, the house, the parochial house has been bugged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out, well, it turns out he's actually right, because Dick Byrne has been pointing a, a very, uh, very high tech uh, microphone at his house from an ice cream fan. Yeah, you see. It's like it's like they always say, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean that people aren't listening to you. And he's been looking for this bug inside his house, but it was outside. He needed to look outside the door. Yeah. That's very true. I like I like the Nirvana quote there, but I believe believe it's somebody before that, is it? I have no idea. Um, I don't know where it originally came from. Well, well, it smells like Teen Spirit. That's oh, not smells like Teen Spirit. Sorry, it's another Nirvana song. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, but uh, basically, what it is is that he's uh, really anxious about the fact that he's got the mm-hmm. annual All Priests Five Aside Over Seventy Five Indoor Football Challenge match coming up against uh, Rugged Island. So obviously, uh, it's that time of year when you know competitive tensions are high. And it's, it's the it's the next biggest rival I heard. Uh, to the FA Cup. Yes, well, probably yes. In viewing figures, in terms of viewing figures. I, why you know. is the FA Cup the biggest? Bigger than the World Cup final? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it is, yeah. Well, you know, it might, it might have actually overtaken the FA Cup. The magic of the FA Cup has sort of waned recently, hasn't it? Um, there's nobody for 75 playing on it anymore. Well, that's true, yeah, that's true. And also, Pele can't play anymore because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he has that whole downstairs problem. <laughs> and Bobby Moore as well. So I heard. Well, Bobby Moore has got. Uh, he's in one of them coffins that we'll see later on. With uh, tells you how far, how deep you've been buried, and how long you've been buried for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so Ted is looking all around the house, and he's he's really tearing the place up. Like it's uh, he's he looks like the place has been searched by the feds or something. He's you know he's mm. tearing up the uh, tearing up the sofas and all sorts, and turning the place over, and he still can't find this thing. Uh, but he follows a cord all the way to Jack's <laughs> to Jack's room, <laughs> and it turns out this Jack has got a personal fan. <laughs> have you I ever? Just love his facial expression. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Have you ever seen uh, Jack look so uh, exquisite <laughs> in that jacket and that pose? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so and this is actually terrifying, Mrs. Doyle. She's a uh, she's not uh, she doesn't like the behaviour Ted's expressing at the minute, yeah. and it's it's really it's really getting to her. So she doesn't like football, like. There's a few, uh, there's a few couples in the room. Is there? Is football always ever, ever come between you? Soccer, you mean? No, football or soccer or yeah, footballers. What about footballers? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what about them? Well, there was a certain Tyrone footballer. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. Or <laughs> well, he did come up before and he did cut it out. Uh, we'll not mention his name, but do you want to say what? What did you want to say? I'm pretty um, sure the Sunday World had a flash flash over their front page so why would you not <laughs> well, be, say their name well actually to be fair he is released an autobiography where he goes on to all all sort of details what's what his name happened? again and to be honest I mean like you're talking about football and coming in between people I don't think he's a football he was a, football, <laughs> he was a footballer that sort of came in between people so 
<laughs> and over them, and around way. them. Yeah. And Did you watch it? No, but Marty has it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. What so it's a film. There's a troll footballer <laughs> who got into a very bad gambling addiction and turned out. Oh yeah! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see, that was such glee. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very <laughs> tragic story. At least it didn't even get to the part about like you know. She just heard he was a gambling addict. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah. <laughs> I've but, got it on VHS. If you want to see it, Lisa. Going ahead, I want you to finish. Well, I want to make sure I know what I am. Well, yeah. So he got he got deep in with the the gambling crowd, and uh, I don't know if that's true. Huh? What do you mean? I think it's like yes. Right, going ahead. Whatever well, the story is. Eventually, he ended up doing gay porn. That's why it says, "Oh yeah." yeah. yeah. Why, 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 why did you say, "Oh yeah"? Why did you call it gay porn? Yeah, because then I remembered what the story was. Well, that's a good point. Actually, he ended up doing porn. Uh, but yeah, you know, he it does that was his, so he's he's made his autobiography about it. But why, why do you not think he was gambling? Or you... I just don't believe it. It, it was an excuse. Because of certain <laughs> other things that happened. <laughs> That's very true. Yes, keep, us, keep, us on the, keep us on the straight and narrow there, Keenan. <laughs> certain other things the that happened before he even went to England. Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was retconned into the, into the, you know, the HD re-release. <laughs> uh, but, yeah... D- so Dougal, uh, Dougal actually takes charge uh, when he sees Ted's going a bit off the rails. Ted, uh, I'm going to have to do something and you're not going to like it. Call it female intuition or whatever the male equivalent of female intuition is. But this isn't going to go down well in the Ted camp at all. I think... <laughs> Sorry, Ted. You were going a bit too mad. God, what have I done? Look at the room. Look at the room. You're right, Dougal. I have to get a hold of myself. <sighs> Ted, being bugged by Dick Byrne, now that's not very likely, is it? Come on, Ted, look at you. You look terrible. <laughs> I've been having trouble getting any sleep at all. I'm going to try this stuff. Dreamy, sleepy, nighty, snoozy snooze. <laughs> Dreamy, sleepy, nighty, snoozy snooze. Yes, it's a brand-based alcoholic chocolate sleeping aid. It's banned in most European countries, so that means it's very good. <laughs> well, in the meantime, I'll go and get us both an ice cream. That'll calm us down. Oh, that'll be nice. This, I'm going to use my male version of female intuition. Uh, whatever that's called. <laughs> whatever that is. What would that be? Uh, tetulation. Tetulation? Is it tet? Yes. Tetulation. Yes. Surely it'd be like coxulation or something? <laughs> Ball. Ball. <laughs> Sweaty bulgulation. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> but he finds the nearest glass of water and just chucks it right in Ted's face. And to be honest, Ted seems to uh, appreciate this because he doesn't—he doesn't get angry as you'd expect him to. Not yeah, even the second time when he throws in his sure face. Now he comes to his senses. Or even the third time when he throws in his face, when clearly he's, he's back to normal. <laughs> but there was just randomly, you know, little glasses of water just sitting there. Then Dougal's Dougal's reach just for him to throw over, throw over Ted. I don't know. They had—they have a housekeeper and they have three glasses of water yeah. randomly sitting in their house. Well, <laughs> called props. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're right though, Mrs. Doyle. She does not clean up enough, does she? No. She's not doing She's her too busy it. watching football. Yeah. Well, this, this is true. Well, she does get into football. Football, 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 football. What you men see in it, I don't know. A load of men kicking a bit of leather around the field. <laughs> you men, the things you think are great fun. <laughs> <laughs> like going to the films. A lot of men sitting around looking at films. <laughs> and 
roller coasters. And a lot of men in a roller coaster going up and down on a big metal track. <laughs> and sailing. And a lot of men in a big boat floating around in the sea. <laughs> and shouting. A lot of men going around shouting. <laughs> and so forth. Ted gets her a book. I'm sure he's also in the cover of the book. Uh, <laughs> how to... What, what's, let me see. Um, Understanding, understanding, understanding for one. Yes, and the front cover was a Man United player. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 circa 1995. It, it looked like yes. a, it it looked like a mix between Roy Keane and Mark Hughes. I don't uh, know which one it was. Well, I was going to say uh, Lee Sharp. Yeah, with the woman and the man on the cover. Woman, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> the, woman. <laughs> the woman with her with her. Uh, Quite generous cleavage. Is there a thing? But yeah, no, it was. Uh, I, I thought it was Lee Sharp. Lee Sharp was a bit of a jack the lad back in the day. He was. He would be. You know, he'd be going to parties at like six o'clock in the morning, and Alex Ferguson would be coming to the door, and him and Ryan Giggs would be at a party, and uh, he'd Alex Ferguson would down to the house, come to the party, and escort them all back to the training. I was at a party last Was that before or after <laughs> your bag gigs was like, you know, banging his husband's sister's wife? Uh, well, well, well before. His husband's sister's wife. I don't really but know. Sure, uh, <laughs> I was saying about Lee Sharp, he, he had to be going to parties and stuff because he certainly wasn't playing football for Man United. Well, exactly, yeah. Well, they got, they got rid of him pretty sharpish. What, what were you saying about uh, I Ryan Giggs? I was just asking about <laughs> Ryan Giggs' checkered past. Well, yeah, no, as well before, because Ryan Giggs has actually been going since he was like 16 or 17 in United first team. Like, he's been going for fucking ages. I think he actually played for, uh, he used to play for England under 21s. Yeah, and Michael Owen played for Wales under 21s. Yeah, because back then it, was, it wasn't where you were born, it was where you were playing. Uh, and right. um, he, he played for the England under 21s. I think he was 16 at that time. See, so he's been going the right way. He's already just retired in 2014. Which is odd to think about. Anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, then he finds out that uh, Dick Byrne is actually spying on them from an ice cream truck. He shouldn't you anyway. Ice cream trucks are only used for spying now. Well, it made me think of Flowers by Irene, the uh, the truck in The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> but why, why do all these priests have this high tech surveillance equipment? <laughs> because in in a previous episode, Ted uh, Dougal was sitting there uh, trying to <laughs> catch Pat Mustard with his big fucking high tech equipment. <laughs> and it's, it's so unnecessary when you think about it because priests can learn anything they want to from confession and then freely share it with other priests. I'm pretty sure that's in like the Bible somewhere. It's near the back actually, somewhere, yeah. yeah, that they're allowed to share whatever they learn in confession. So they don't, they don't need all this spying equipment. No, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it seems like it's just lying around Craggy Island somewhere because they all have fucking loads of it. Like, it must be this mail order catalog thing where the guys getting all the oh, technology. Yeah, yeah, true. Actually, yeah, true, true, true. But uh, Ted, Ted takes a training session for his uh, over seventy fives team. Now it was a bit, uh, it's sort of a useless session because he, they were training for an indoor match and he was training them outdoors. It was more to get them fit, I think. Well. It's, it's, it's a very different sport. It's a very different discipline than indoor and outdoor. It's a different shark. It's a, it's very, a, different yeah, it's a very different shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, well, the, bounce, the ball bounces different and, uh, and in indoor. I don't think that ball even lifted off the ground the whole time. It was too play. sweaty. Well, it was exactly. Yeah. exactly. And they said in the commentary on the indoor that they, wait, they used a weighted ball to make it look slower. Is that right? That is right. What, uh, so th that's why... Because when they were playing indoor, they kept... Shout nothing, slow it down, slow it down, because you're playing too fast. Well, it is, it is very hard to kick a ball to such an extent that it stops on the line, mm -hmm. as it did uh, in this episode. <laughs> Sorry, I waited ball, that was a solution. Oh, very good, very good. What else did you learn from the, uh, from the commentary? 
Not away a lot. The two boys really like their own show, right? Like. <laughs> 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 really like it. Uh, the bit where Jack has the fan. One of them says that he hadn't watched the episode for ten years or something, and he was watching Jack throwing through the cord, or he was watching Ted pulling the cord, and he couldn't wait to find out what was at the other end of it because he couldn't remember. He quickly forgot. Uh, was it, is, the thing is, if you have done something like years ago, like you, you probably don't watch it. Like when you've when you made a show, like you just put it out there and you've hit your deadline, you, and then you never think of it again. You've done your job, like you've you, you don't go back to it. Then it's it's uh, it's just on TV at that point. They probably should do because they've done nothing since. Oh, that's a bold claim. <laughs> Burn. It <laughs> <laughs> is a fucking bold claim. Black like, well, these are listening. <laughs> Black books, come on. I was about to say my entire podcast career depends on the rest of their <laughs> output. <like. laughs> have you have you not seen Big Train? No, I respect that then. Black books <laughs> was good show, yeah. and it crowd was I think it, it didn't start too strong but it got great I, I think it did get really good and there's also Big Train it's a sketch show they did I would highly recommend you to all watch Big it Big Train was fantastic yeah I, I, I think it's like the best sketch show of all time right. in my opinion that's, that's what's happening after alright I'm sorry oh, I, know I, so, I know something that will translate really well for the uh, podcast we should have a staring competition the right. Sarah Championships yeah, yeah. No, no talking journal, right, right. Okay. <laughs> well we'll let them continue with that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel slightly overdressed for this yeah. <laughs> well, if you feel you have to talk he's going to have a screeching competition instead <laughs> I, I really wish I don't know why I even wore my tuxedo to this thing I don't to see it well wh- how do you think I feel in my fucking uh, ostrich outfit <laughs> Uh, but Dougal, uh, Dougal says that uh, the Ita- well, they found out that the uh, crag- or the Rugged Island team has a new Italian import. Dick Burns lot of a new fella. Supposed to be flip hot and Italian. Oh yes, the Italians know about football all right. And of course the world of fashion. God, Ted, do you remember that fella who was so good at fashion, they had to shoot him. Uh, the Italians are very good at football. They're also very good at fashion. Like, do you remember that uh, Italian who was so good at fashion, they had to shoot him? <laughs> Just right, too. Uh, you, you know. Is that JFK? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't JFK, no, it was uh, uh, Luciano Versace, is that his first name? I couldn't tell you. I know um, Princess Diana wore a lot of his outfits. Yes, that's right, yeah, uh, and Eminem were I, Fucking hell, he's, he's a serial killer, it wasn't very good for her either. <laughs> uh, well, Eminem wrote a lyric about him, oops it's me Versace, whoops somebody shot me, and I was just checking the mail, get it, checking the mail. Yeah. I, I get it, yeah. 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 It was hilarious, Maka. Well, it you, was should, you, I... should, you should be a professional comedian or something. <laughs> do a podcast. Do a podcast of it. I think I'll remember after 10 years what he said today. <laughs> well, of course, I listen to my podcast every week. He'd be trying to get the viewing figures up, you see. Ah, right. Are the listening figures? podcast. Like in 10 years, we can play this podcast back and talking over the top of it. Uh, you do sign language in the corner when yeah I'll, I'll put it on YouTube with sign language <laughs> that's a pretty idea actually <laughs> uh, but uh, it turns out that Jack's actually a really good footballer yeah his poetry in motion he, well exactly did somebody he say he, was an, uh, he had a trial for Liverpool or something or? yeah I was going to say that but then apparently he was on trial in Liverpool <laughs> what, what do you reckon he was on trial for and clearly he didn't get convicted Hillsborough 
possibly. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was the one that kept the gates closed. He, he was the one directing them into the into the gate, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but that 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 happened, Sheffield, surely. Uh, I thought it was just like a name for it. <laughs> Are they still use that stadium, which seems a bit weird, isn't it? Well, what's the use it for? Well, they still have it. I would sure remember they had to take away all the Stanton sections. Oh, they had to do that in every stadium in England. Yeah. Because there's so much um, like crowd difficulties. I know. Yeah. I blame Aston Villa for that. Hey, Aston Villa were the ones <laughs> that fucking kept. Aston Villa were a fucking. Don't even start me in Aston Villa. I'll be here all fucking night. <laughs> do they uh, even play football anymore? Uh, well, they're playing. The, well, not really. No, they play outside the Premier League now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Ted, Ted finds out that his other great player, apart from Jack, Nick, he yeah. won't be able to play either because he's, uh, he's otherwise indisposed. He's pushing Damn. up turnips. He is indeed. Is that, is that the phrase you use? I always always call yeah. it pushing up dizzies. No. No, that's farting. <laughs> Farting's pushing up dizzies. Yeah. Please, please explain. Well, I, I don't know the I don't know the reason for it. It's just <laughs> pushing up dizzies. Dizzies means farting for some reason. He is a Bikram yoga expert, not an idiom expert. So and I have to say that sometimes, knowledge. when whenever you're in a downward facing dog, farts will just pop out. <laughs> And you say pushing daisies. And you, you say oops and I, daisies. I, I say, oh, <laughs> somebody's pushing up daisies. <laughs> in your bridge. Uh, but yeah, no, so, well, it's very high-tech coffin, this. It's got the... Uh, it's got a fax. It's got a fax machine on it, yeah. I was actually going to say that he, was, he wasn't able to play because he was six foot under, but we could actually probably get a far more accurate reading because it tells you how far underground you're buried. And it would have been a minus number because he was clearly elevated at least three foot off the ground. Yeah. So it would have been minus three. Yeah. Assuming it's a one floor building, so you know you got to take those things into into account. But yeah, but I'm pretty sure you would tear it before you made any adjustments to where you're going. Like you know, you put someone on a scale, you have to press tear. Oh yeah, yeah, you have to make it zero. Yeah, and well, zero would be ground level, surely. Mm. So it would probably be teared at ground level, <coughs> and then tell you how deep you're buried, and for how long as well, which is very important because somebody's going to take that up at some day. Do you think this technology Whoa. is a precursor to the iPhone? With the accelerometer and everything. Well, what I was going to bring up actually was a lot of fucking technology these days have such stupid fucking like features, like, well, like a fridges. headphone jack, like a headphone. Yeah, you don't need those anymore. Ah, right. Nah, nah. Well, yeah, that's that's the big one, the headphone jack. But if they can make wireless wireless Bluetooth speakers, what's wrong with a headphone jack? Uh, it's uh, called Father Jack. Father Jack. Headphone Jack is his uh, older brother. <laughs> now, Headphone Jack is the name he uses whenever he's doing those hardcore rave kills. <laughs> <laughs> hardcore rave kills. I want to be at one of them. <laughs> no, but the, there's fridges who have fucking Twitter feeds. Like you, you can you can put you can post to Twitter from your fridge. It's like that's because what my the milk fuck is the point of that? My milk likes to tell people it's cool. That's yeah, true. Yeah. What what if it's off though? Huh? What if it's off? It's I was going to say it might be a bit cheesy, but. Do you know what? No, they have they have those they have those cool. buttons now. What do you call those? Is it dash buttons for Amazon? Uh, for what? Um, basically they're connected to your Wi-Fi. I think there's about forty different buttons you can get at the minute, and like if you're out of toilet roll, you have a, a button that says Andrex beside your toilet roll, and you push the button, and it goes back to Amazon and orders it, and it gets delivered the next day. But you have to nice, stay in the nice. toilet for a whole day. That's nice. like, <laughs> I mean, like you're you're si you're sitting there going, right? I'm really hungry now, and I need to shit again. And I at, at this at this stage, the underwear's gone. 
and I can't really sign for this because I'm fucking my cacks are down still and I don't want to pull them up until they get in my arse like so. <laughs> they, they, might float, they might fly it in the window on a drone to you well that'd be handy but how do you get up to open the window they fly straight through what do you not keep the window open, or open in the bathroom I suppose you could you could just go straight to the shower now you can use your bidet <laughs> bidet bidet to you sir <laughs> Uh, but yes, so Ted, the forfeit system is in play in the match again. We're using the forfeit system again. Last year when we lost, Dick made me photocopy my own rear end. Excuse me. They'll never let me back in that library again. Hello? Oh, it's for you. Uh, hello? I am going to win again, Ted. <laughs> That's what you think, Dick Byrne, but we've got some... Oh, 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 wait a minute. How did you know I was here? <laughs> Damn you, Father Dick Byrne! Last year, Ted made... Uh, Ted had to photocopy his arse. So he's on a losing streak anyway, so he's, he's definitely got a... He's definitely got an impetus to... He'll never be allowed back in that library again. He won't, yeah. he won't. Yeah, well, yeah. If he has to do the public library, like that's a that is a bit of a a, a good uh, forfeit, like. There's the the forfeits are a bit tame. Was it at the forfeit as well before? But he had his say feck close to slightly loudly close to President Mary Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty. Would you do it in front of Michael D? Oh yeah. I don't think he would hear you. Why? For twenty bucks, I'd call him a chicken fucker. <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, let's be honest, he is just a leprechaun. I thought he was made he, by Jim Henson's company. He's clearly dusting the turkey. What I think he looks like Kermit the Frog. He's also up disparaging our, our president or our, our own original. Bring back Mary McAleese, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that is, that, that's the, the two Marys. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Dick reveals himself, uh, so to speak. That's the thing he's going to say. Well, he phones a very, uh, very snazzy phone. You remember the phone with a little oh. neon light through it, the see-through phone, uh, with a very creepy, well, a very creepy ice cream music, you know, the ice cream van music. Mm. It was, it's like something out of a horror film or something. <laughs> it's, it's the kind of thing that would haunt your nightmares. You'd never want to get another ice cream again from a van. No, see, that's what it said. I don't know if they actually sell ice cream from those vans anymore. I always heard they were selling Some blue movies. Blue movies, yeah. yeah, but you don't even need that anymore. See, I don't think priests should be in ice cream vans anyway, attracting children over to them. So, <laughs> Arnold Hamlin said one time that his father told him, "Whenever you hear the ice cream van music, that means it's sold out." <laughs> <laughs> it's done. It's gone. Which we, we used to live in uh, Holy Lands, and there'd be there'd be ice cream vans. It'd be like you know, hailstones, like breaking the windows and you'd hear the ice cream van music so clearly they didn't give a shit about selling ice cream there was obviously something else they were selling like well so do you remember do you remember uh, Peter Kay always said that um, whenever Blu-ray discs came out he was really surprised because <laughs> he always knew Blu-ray as the guy that sold <laughs> blue movies from the ice cream van around the street he thought he was doing really well for himself well yeah well he's, he's gone he's gone commercial now like. yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it tends to have more injury worries as uh, a lot of a lot of football managers have to deal with. Father Fitzmaurice's uh, kneecap fell off, so he's got no choice but to put him into goal. Yeah, well, that that sort of thing happens if you don't glue them on. Not enough yoga. Not enough yoga. Uh, that it, is well, true. Or too much yoga. It's yeah, it, the, everything in uh, mediocrity. Yeah, well, your life was, <laughs> including my life. <laughs> mediocrity. But, 
he wasn't very good in goal, was he? <laughs> because he was uh, bamboozled every fucking shot that came near him. Well, he's not a natural goalkeeper, you see. Well, he's, been, true, yeah. he's been put in goalkeeper, and, and he doesn't even have a kneecap. He only yeah. has one kneecap, so I, I'm going to cut him a, a bit of a break. Cut, cut some slack. Well, Dougal was supposed to be the physio. So he had no physio either, which is bad, but uh, he had the magic sponge. Well, I, I think that it's no wonder your man's kneecap fell off whenever you see the way that Dougal was working. <laughs> he was turning his legs inside. <laughs> Finding new angles for the knee to, uh, to, to go into. Uh, but Mrs. Doyle doesn't like football, uh, as, as we find out. In fact, she she, doesn't like, she finds a bit of you know, men just watching other men kick a leather ball around. Or films, just mm-hmm. men watching on roller coasters. Yeah, just men on a watch, on a roller coaster going up and down <laughs> on the steel track. Uh, she clearly she's got these ideas in her head of what men do in their you know in their spare time. Like Bikram yoga. Like Bikram yoga. It's just men it's sitting there, but there's. Is it I just men? I, I think I told you everything I can tell you, but well, but you're I mean, supposed like, to be an expert. I am an expert, <laughs> expert, right. expert, but there's there's limits to how much you people can learn <laughs> without actually doing a Bikram yoga course. What do do some yoga for the mic. Right, okay, hang on. <laughs> Jesus. Holy shit! <laughs> Someone press that Amazon button now. We're yeah. gonna it. <laughs> oh god, I'm pushing up daisies! Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you find out that Jack has his old sporting days uh, and he's a former judge in the highly competitive wet t shirt competition. He's probably just dreaming of his old sporting days. <laughs> Did you notice that there was nobody there watching us? It was just him and the girls. He did take it very seriously though, because he wanted to make sure that he was getting the foot. Invited himself to. Do you know what the worst thing I thought about that was? The camera angle. (laughs) 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 Like burger action. It was exclusively from behind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't get to see the competitive action, you know. And this was on Channel Four at nine o'clock, wasn't it? So. You know, it would have been past the watershed. Yeah. What I would like to point out is, though, uh, they weren't wearing white t-shirts. They weren't wearing every colour except white. I think that's that's why you needed more water. More water. Ah, <laughs> uh, of course, yes. See, only on export and export and white t-shirt competitions. Uh, but yeah, so Ted assigns Dougal to to look after the corner flag, and when he's practicing this, he's very he's been very concentrated, uh, and he's sitting there watching it, and as soon as he takes his eyes off it, it disappears. Because Mrs. Doyle just comes in behind him and just lifts it off him. <laughs> uh, uh, and it, it sends him into raptures, like. Well, you thought she wasn't a good housekeeper. Well, this is true, yes. she is. That was her yeah. first bidding of good housekeeping. Plus, Ted distracted him. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have had time to listen to Ted during an actual match. Well, he'd have to, he would have to. He would have to be knowing what's going on. Because, you know, there's, there's lots of crowds there. Mm, I thought he was just looking after the flag, though, not... Well, when it came to the actual match, he did do a good job because Cyril was trying to get it off him. That's a souvenir. Yeah, for the, for the match. Uh, and, yeah, he's, he's, so he starts fibbing. When was the last time you fibbed? Fibbed? Yeah. Last time Fowler for I've sent has been in one week since my last confession. How long was it actually? When was the last time you were in confession? Um, maybe when I was eight. Uh, same here. I went to one, then I went to a second one. I haven't been since. Yeah. I think I went to confession and knock. 
But see, the problem is you have to lie in your confession because you don't have anything to confess. So then you have to yeah. lie through it, and then you have to say you're lying. So then your last <laughs> confession is the one that's actually the right one. Unless you. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, sorry, Father, I made all this up. This has all just been a big charade. <laughs> I've been lying this whole time. <laughs> just like the Can whole Jesus action? thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, Jack, we have to enter a new drink into the cabinet because Jack has had some dreamy, sleepy, nighty, snoozy snooze, yeah. which is banned in most European countries, which is a sign that it's good. Alcohol-based chocolate. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, it sent him sent him into a coma for fourteen days apparently. So uh, that actually sounds like um, the hot chocolate and brandy we used to get whenever we went skiing. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. get chocolate tequila. Chocolate tequila. Yeah. I've got chocolate yeah. vodka, and I think we've got pea and mint vodka at home as well. Oh, you don't have pea and mint vodka, vodka anymore. <laughs> I drank that. That was my Christmas present. That was no, I'm only joking. It's in my boot. Uh, but yes, so Dougal, or Mrs. Doyle starts watching her. Uh, she, she follows chapter three, how to watch TV football on TV. Was it match of the day? Well, it didn't. It didn't show uh, what she was watching. On. Yeah, but she she had to. She felt she had to get a tennis Stella out. Yeah. It was a very very old looking tennis Stella, but uh, yeah. I think it was her husband's. But was still even that big back then? Well, it would have been Jackson, one of Jackson, I'm sure. No, he wasn't drunk his. I think she brought it from home. She looked, did look like a beaten wife, and that's what Stella yeah, was famous wife beater, yeah. But, like, uh, I don't remember Stella being around until, about, you know, we were 19 you, or 20 or something. Yeah, but that's because you're not allowed to drink alcohol until you're 19 or 20, or over 18. It <laughs> 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 doesn't stop us, though, does it? Yes, yeah, I did. didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I kept my confirmation pledge, as did William and as did Sean. Yeah. You fucking losers. I, 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 literally, I literally took a, a shot of whiskey on the day of When you broke your pledge? Mm-hmm. Well, your pledge for sure. 12. <laughs> there is no comment there. That says it all. She never took the pledge. The silence speaks volumes. I didn't take the pledge. You drank it though. I drank it. Well, you drank the pledge. <laughs> you <Yeah>. drank the pledge. <laughs> the thing is, you can drink communion wine because that is actually turned into the Jesus' blood. So, so you can take up cannibalism, but just not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you didn't translate it. Indeed, yeah, it was nice to say like that. But just for the benefit of the listeners uh, who don't know what the pledge is, uh, when you take your confirmation at Andreas age, doesn't know what the pledge is. So okay, Andreas will direct us to you. When you do your confirmation at age 12 to confirm that you want to be a part of the Catholic Church <laughs> at age 12. Uh, I think it's actually at age 11. 11, sorry, yes, 11. So before you have any, uh, you know, uh, conscious uh, thought or anything. But you oh, yeah, pledge. you have no conscious thought before you're 11. Well, you don't know. Oh, before that... You're Sorry. walking around in a complete daze. <laughs> All right, I'll rephrase that. Maybe, 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 maybe you're being you're walking around like a turnip. Yeah, like a turnip. Yeah. Well, you don't have you don't have legal capacity when you're 11. I'm sure you you study law, you'll know about this. You're I'm pretty for sure James Bulger and Terry Venables, or maybe not Terry Venables, but John Venables. <laughs> Terry Venables. <laughs> you're sure that they had legal capacity at their age when they were 10? Yeah. Uh, no, they were trying to ju- the juveniles. That's why they were released when they were 18. No, that's, that's why yeah, you're Yeah, but released. what I'm saying is you, you have criminal responsibility whenever you're 10. Okay, yes, you do, yes, okay. But you don't have uh, you don't have the capacity to sign a contract, for example. But anyway, you pledge not to drink alcohol until you're 18. Uh, and we went around my classroom, and there was about six of us in P7 doing the confirmation. And the uh, teacher went around. She goes, uh, Avian, would you like to take a pledge? Yes, miss. Una, would you like to take a pledge? Yes, miss. Uh, James, would you like to take a pledge? No. James, you're taking the pledge, so you put my name down anyway, and just out of sheer fucking pig-headedness, I went and took a drink that night, or the, the night of my confirmation, and I went and got a brandy. 
So where, I do you, where do you get the brandy from? Just from my parents. Can't <laughs> what, what, I don't even know if it was brandy, it was something, but I just, just sort of sheer fucking <laughs> piss off already. Like. His parents <laughs> were lying drunk on the sofa. <laughs> 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 uh, but then, yeah, so uh, Father Dick Byrne unveils his, uh, his new signing, Father Romeo Sensini. He was a complete sensation. He had 17 caps for the Vatican's over 75 team. And he looks after himself. Yeah, just one glass of... Or just finest wine. It's finest wine. And he, he can go up two flights of stairs unassisted. I mean, this guy this guy is motoring around like... Poetry in motion, if you will. Uh, and then we get to kick off. The referee, as we've mentioned, uh, was the comedian Jason Byrne. Didn't he? Is no one in any of his stuff? I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's, it, what's he famous for? Cause I know his name and I know his face. He does a lot know. of, like, panel shows. Yeah. Is he on Mark the Week? I think he's on Mark yeah. the Week, yeah. And it used... Is he? Is he not, is that on Mockaway Pitwatch? It's Solarburn. He, he used to do that show, Ali, Alias, was it, or something it was called? Where he used to send people dressed up looking different into like, like famous people and oh, their yes. families. Okay, so like one of the Westlife boys would go down to like a street in Sligo and just ask someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, yeah, well, he was the referee. He's uh, in, with, I, think he's, I think he's in Japan this week. How do you know that? Because he was on Sunday brunch last weekend. Oh, so you've been following his career then? Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, but he's not Ed Byrne. Ed Byrne's the one who had the ironic Yeah, he's like the brown, long-haired. Yes, yeah, that's right. So I saw him in uh, Belfast the other day. I mean, on the street, like I didn't actually go see him or anything. I so. thought, no, I thought you said that you were looking through the window of his house. No, he doesn't live in Belfast, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's really cool, uh, really cool drumming going on in the um, kickoff. Yeah, it was like oh, yeah. Um, the Blue Man Group. Well, it reminded me of Blackboard or Jungle. Stomp or some, some shit like that. Do you remember Blackboard Jungle? The yeah. uh, Ray Darcy quiz show? I was going to say, was it Ray Darcy? Uh, it was pretty cool, just wanted to bring it up. Uh, but Ted doesn't seem like a very good... Well, yes, yeah, so we find out that uh, Ted decides he's, he's in a ludicrous situation. So he finally puts two and two together and gets himself a remote control wheelchair and some fake arms. Uh, as is revealed later, uh, but he's not a very good remote control operator, is he? Because he keeps driving Jack into fucking doors and walls and <laughs> off the side of the pitch and everything. Yeah, he was just sitting in the corner for a while. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which is amazing because he can operate a car from one side end to the other overnight when he's when he's asleep. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how how do you turn a wheelchair with a remote control? There's only two ways. Well, they're clearly uh, they're clearly wired up into the into the uh, pulley system and everything. Mm. You see, this is what I'm thinking. It could be that um, if if the way that it's powered is you have to accelerate one wheel faster than the other, then that would be quite hard to control. Okay, then I'll, I'll take your I'll take your mechanical engineering. Uh, <laughs> I'm an electrical engineer. Sean He's is a mechanical engineer. Sean is actually Ooh. a vacuum yoga expert. Well, if you put your mechanical engineering and your electrical engineering, well, you've done it the wrong way around. Whatever. If he's if he's mailed it up, it's all right. People can't see where he's pointing. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, we'll pretend you got that right. Then. <laughs> well, surely between the two, you could get a remote control wheelchair. I am pretty which sure is good there already for, is remote control wheelchairs. But should we only be able to use it in a completely ludicrous situation? Yes. Well, I'm sure we can find one. So as soon as you make one, we can find one. But you, is there is there ones already in existence, Marty? I think so. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be if you can control the wheelchair from the back. Yeah, well, you've got electronic wheelchairs, yeah. and I don't think it's much of a leap to put in something that's. This is very yeah. true. Yeah. It's very true. Get on, Sean. I want, I want, uh, I want a prototype. Right? I think yeah. really all you need to do is you go up to somebody who's on an electric wheelchair, obviously push them off it, and uh, <laughs> break off the joystick, and then just carry that around with you, 
and then you have control of the wheelchair. As long as you don't break the circuit, though. No, you can break the circuit, yeah. I should know because I'm an electrical and electronic engineer. Are you an expert and, in that? And the <laughs> brick ground yoga expert. <laughs> well, we'll take your word for it then. Uh, but Sensini misses a sitter in the, you know, in the in the match. He's got open goal, and when he kicks it, it rolls to the line, then stops. It reminded me of uh, Uncle Buck when he brought his uh, nieces, niece and nephew to, to the Tampa bowling. bowling yeah. LA. And that was Macaulay, was it? No, it wasn't Macaulay Culkin. It, it was, was the Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. It was the Garrett. So you managed to bowl all the way down, and it hit the la- hit the pin. Just didn't move anything. Didn't move anything. Yeah. It stopped. Uh, but Mrs. Doyle gets really into football fever and she rounds up her own firm, so the Craggy Island firm. Maybe some sound effects. Yeah. Volume 4. <laughs> Volume 4. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Doyle rounds up her firm. Within about, well, within the course of one match, she had a full uh, a full stand of people just reading the book and getting involved. Whenever you say a firm, do you think they were involved in football hooliganism outside oh, totally, the stadium? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no, that's what I mean, yeah. Like they, they were getting pretty aggressive, like. No oh, shit! Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, they loved it. See that? that uh, did you ever go to uh, a soccer match, Premier League match? Yeah. Who yeah. did you go see? Uh, United. Uh, well, did you ever go see a proper match? Not Liverpool a fucking. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't watch foreign sports, but um, you were also at Liverpool. You were a tourist in London for a while, you know. Yeah. Well, I was living in London for a while, and I did actually have the horrendous joy of coming back from Millwall. Millwall. Yeah. Uh, see, Millwall would have been my local club when I was in London. Yeah, I lived in Peckham, so when I was going back from it, it was just horrendous. Like, there's <coughs> old women on the plane and train and everything, and the men are just going mad and pushing them over. They basically like pushed them out the door of the train if they couldn't get on. Like, Yeah, Chelsea fans are pretty similar. But, yeah, Mill- Millwall fans are known for being the, the rough ones. Millwall Remember that their Chelsea fan in uh, Paris? Paris? Yeah. Wouldn't let the black guy onto the train? It wasn't fan, it was fans. Yeah. It was the whole the whole lot of them. Like Chelsea fans are. Cunts. I didn't see this. What happened there? Was he not? There was, there was, there was, there was, Ireland? Aye, he was a police officer in Ireland. That's Ireland. right. Actually, yes, yeah. In and the north of Ireland. <laughs> whatever you, yeah, and uh, and he was like, him and all his Chelsea mates weren't allowing the uh, this black guy onto the train, and he was like not backing down or whatever. But there was like six of them all like pushing him off the train. And then, uh, and stuff. Yeah, they were in Paris. Like they were going to see Chelsea play Paris, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they were being cunts. Chelsea yeah. fans are fucking cunts. I hate them. Not only do they think that um, they're better than other races, but also they can go to a completely different country and act like they own it. <laughs> well, exactly. That's what the British government have For done in the last um, hundred years. <laughs> but unfortunately, their empire has now fallen. But the problem see, is that's, that that's that, is, that is Chelsea. As in Chelsea is the centre of the empire, that's the mentality they bring with it. And that's why, yeah, it is, that is genuinely it being um, uh, sort of extrapolated into, like, a, or not extrapolated, sort of microcosmed into this tiny situation of Chelsea football fans. Like, To be fair though, they made the nice buns, so I let them do what they want. Buns? Well, you know, yeah, this Chelsea is buns, definitely. Nah, fuck that noise. <laughs> but yeah, so the Italian player buys a penalty. Typical Italians, typical Italians. And he knows what he's doing too. He's like, them Italians always used to dive. Young foreigners bringing this into the English game is what the English pundits used to say. Ted is a big team talk at half time. All right, listen up. Now I know you're tired. I know you have to be back in the home by eight. But just remember one thing. You are carrying the whole of Craggy Island on your shoulders. Metaphor, Jim. He just me back, you see. Jim, it's a metaphor. Didn't mean it literally. Try not to jump into the flow here. 
Now, I want you to go out there and play the best game of what remains of your lives. I want you to get Dick Burns' team and rip them to shreds. Metaphor again, Jim. Now, get out there and let's lick some arse! Kick some arse! And he's been very inspirational with it. But uh, Jim, poor Jim, doesn't uh, get the idea of metaphor. <laughs> so every time Tess says, right, we'll rip through the pieces, D- D- Jim gets very, uh, very stressed, very stressed. Uh, and <laughs> finally, at the end of his big speech, he's like, right, let's get out there and lick some arse. Kick some arse. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite interesting that to say that because um, occasionally in a Bikram yoga class, um, you get quite close to the person in front of you and um, you're in a position where that can, that can actually happen. It's not a metaphor. It's not even a metaphor. Um, did that ever happen to you? Oh, frequently, yeah. Yeah. And yet you thought, this is something I'd like to be an expert in. Jack, Jack uh, gathers the ball from a throw-in and does a amazing Mesky-esque run to, to score. And then it's followed very quickly by Father Cullen finding himself in acres of space and he, he puts it in. Uh, so t- uh, Ted's team win the Craig Island team win the game. Do you know what the actual most interesting thing about that is? Father Cullen, who looks old AF in that, um, is the only person from both of those teams who's actually still alive. The actor. Yeah, and I mean, like you have you have Bertie Sweeney, Father Ted, obviously Darren Morgan, um, is dead. Frank Kelly is obviously dead too, but the only one who's still alive is um, Father Cullen. Right, okay. That's a, that's a very genuinely interesting fact. Thank you, yeah. Sean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Dougal's protecting the uh, protecting the corner flag from Cyril. He starts to get a bit dickish with it, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 t- just, he's taking the piss. Yeah. He, he, well, put, he gets a bit cocky. Was that Dougal knows he's smarter than Cyril? Well, this is very true, actually, yeah, because it's a very odd occasion when Dougal... the only person smarter Yes, ex- exactly. Yeah, he's uh, for uh, as another adult that Dougal is smarter than, but yeah, he, he starts uh, he starts teasing with him. He puts it within reach and then he just pulls it away. Within reach, then pulls it away. It's like so. Dick, yeah, Dick's forfeit is he has to kick. He has to kiss uh, Cyril in the cheek, which is pretty tame, but not for Dick because he's a notorious homophobe. <laughs> uh, but Ted Ted has found out when he he goes to have a celebratory drink. <laughs> Ted, you should have this. You deserve it. No, I, uh, I, I think we'd better head on home. I'll go on, Ted. Have a glass. <laughs> Wait a second. These are fake hands. And the, the iconic words, I'll go on, are uttered by Dougal. And that's what, uh, mm. that's what actually gets him, that's what gets him found out in the end, because he can't accept the champagne that Dougal's offering him. And the referee figures it out. <coughs> Because when we get our line of the show uh, from when Dick realises that uh, it's been juked. Got the forfeit, Ted. Oh, God. Dick said it was an extra special forfeit because you were such a big cheating bastard. <laughs> All right, open it, open it. Yeah. The tension is killing me. Ah, don't worry, Ted. He probably just wants you to clean his car or something. What is it? <laughs> Break it to me gently. All right, Ted. By this time next week, you have to... What? You have to kick Bishop Brennan up the arse. Uh, D- Dick Dick sent a message to Ted about his uh, about his uh, forfeit. Oh, what Dougal said. Yes. Yeah, he said that uh, he, that uh, Dick said it was an extra special forfeit 
because you're such a big cheating bastard <laughs> exactly exactly and it sets us up beautifully for the first two-parter that Father Ted's ever done, which we'll be doing live at Culture Night on Friday, well I will be, and I'll be joined by Colin Hazard and uh, Vince Kettle and Graham Harrison. What night's that on? That's on Friday at 4pm. Right, who's joining you at that? Uh, Graham Harrison, Vincent <laughs> Kettle and Colin Hazard. Right. Part of Culture Night? One of the Club Orange best bits at Culture Night? Hasten to add. It'll be spectacular. <laughs> you, should, you, should, you should all come. But uh, yeah, what, what do you all think of the episode? Right? Um, I see it as more of a sort of a setting up episode rather than an actual standard episode by itself. Um, it's well, we've got a cliffhanger here now. Come on, that's that's gotta be worth. Yeah, something. but I mean, it was getting to the cliffhanger. It wasn't a standard episode by itself. It was more setting up the next episode, which is mm. which is great. I know. I like the episode itself. I actually, this is probably one of my least favorite episodes, actually. <laughs> This is? Yeah. Oh, why is that? Um, I know it's supposed, supposed to be slow paced, but I just felt like it was very slow. It like, there wasn't um, there wasn't much to laugh out loud at. Uh, I, I agree with you, actually. I agree with you. It, uh, well, what were you going to say, sorry? I was going to say I liked it. I think I liked, I liked it better than the, the, the Living Day. I liked it more than some of the other episodes that are meant to be funnier. I don't. So I did. Um, I love the very the very last shot of the episode. It's brilliant too. It's just Jack waking up, the big big face of shock on him. After fourteen days of sleep. After fourteen days of sleep. <laughs> because I need to go to America and buy some of that stuff for myself. What was it? Sleepy sleepy. Dreamy sleepy nighty snoozy snooze. That sounds like a good medicinal product that I should stock in my pharmacy. Definitely. <laughs> and if you can get me some Theomosome, please do because I can't find it anywhere. No, I I didn't really like this episode too much either uh, it's it's one of my least favourites yeah. I have to agree I definitely agree with you well I agree with myself because I said it first you but said it first so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it is very slow and we watched it as a group and yeah. the, the atmosphere in the room was very lulled and yeah. it wasn't as energetic as you'd hope it would be after a Father Ted episode after a wedding and then a Father Ted episode where everyone's slightly a bit tipsy exactly, you know, it's yeah. not really wasn't really hitting the spot for me no exactly but as you said it's all set up the next episode kicking Bishop Brennan up the arse uh, so we'll be covering that next week but thank you very much for listening uh, thanks to everyone for coming down and thanks up for with having my, me yeah. oh yeah, of course yes and thanks everyone for the audience and for putting oh, yeah, up with thanks. my uh, yeah. my ostrich costume and all sorts the ostrich is actually standing there it, well yes yeah look at him remind us what night's that thing's on again uh, which thing yeah there's two things <laughs> <laughs> have you not been listening thank you very much for listening and bless you Going to our next segment then, which is our random top five. Hey, top two time. What? It's not enough. Top three. Nope, more. Four. Higher. Top six. Lower. Four. Said that one already. Top five. There we go. All right. So this one we're doing um, in in connection with, there's another podcast there, out there called Ecumenical Matters, and it's a, it's a Father Ted podcast, so it's only for Father Ted. That'll be an ecumenical matter. So when they're very done, good, father, very good. So when they've done all the episodes, I imagine that that's their podcast done. <laughs> I don't, I'm sure you can milk it. Well, they should really get a guest on. I don't know what their plan is, but maybe they could keep it. You know, let's like have their podcast as ecumenical matters and just do a different series until the series is done. Uh, but it's not my podcast. Yeah, I'm just thinking it'd be a shame to to end. 
after because you would have picked up a lot of speed by then. Yeah, and absolutely. Then to, to, to finish it. But anyway. Well, shame. Podcast called Ecumenical Matters. Check it out. It's only uh, about Father Ted. And for our American listeners, and there's quite a few of them, if you don't know the series Father Ted, it's a sitcom that was made 94, 95, 96. Uh, yeah. There's only like three seasons and I think there's a Christmas special. Um, <clears throat> it's one of the funniest sitcoms you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. it's, it is Ireland. Oh, it's just so good. It's Ireland and it's people at, at, at their best. Yeah. It's just... And I think the, if you do get to see it, the thing to remember is they, the writers thought of doing it with three policemen just yes. in, in a in a kind of a this country bog town. Yeah. And just said, <clears throat> ah, sure, we might get more... Yeah. More crack out of it being three priests, yeah, local parish priests, and they did because just, 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 it, it's, it's random humor. It's random humor. Where you, like you really don't like if you watch a sitcom, you can see the jokes coming mm. a mile away. Especially kind of, you know, like the massively syndicated sitcoms. You can just they can see the setup and delivery coming a mile away. Like there's very rarely a joke you see coming on Father Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's just it's the language and the character. Very good. I Check it out if you don't know Father Ted. But we have going to do um, top five lines from Father Ted. And then send it over to the lads at Ecumenical Matters and let them use it at their at their leisure. Yeah. Featuring their show. Um, we yeah, top five lines from Father Ted. So, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, so, my first one is, careful now, down with that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. The episode where there's a dirty movie in the cinema. <laughs> and so the priests to show their kind of um, support against those kind of films. Yeah. They just have these banners again, careful out, down that sort of thing, trying to get a rally. No one goes. <laughs> no one goes. But they have themselves chained to just a random bit of railing. It's not like a railing that's outside the cinema. They just got a piece of railing from somewhere else and chained themselves to it and stood outside the cinema. <laughs> it's just funny. But I think, it, I think most of my lines... I think you could use in kind of situations, like yeah. uh, like just regular. So if someone goes, you know, oh, piece of shit, you go, oh, careful now, down yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You just pick it out. This is why I love it. Uh, number four is one of Graham Norton's oh, characters yeah. when they're caught in the caves. And it's like, it's like that film alive. <laughs> It's like, this is me eating Tony. Oh, Tony's parents in the country. Oh, stop eating Tony. Just that whole speech. It's just hilarious. It's yeah. so annoying. And just, Great One just pulls up to a T. Yeah. It's just so good. It's like, like all, all, all the caricatures are people that we know. Like, yeah. Like you know one of the people. And he's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> but even when your man goes, shut up, shut up, just shut up. And Great face just trying to I'm putting, what's, what's the list? I'm putting uh, on a, my something list and then he writes it down this piece and he goes only joking I love Tony <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh makes me laugh so much uh, very good uh, well, number three is the one with the sheep scandal oh yeah and it's the the, the, whole, the whole audience like he goes it was none other than farmer so and so and he goes oh my oh, god fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> and it just happens about three or four times and it's just fucking hilarious because the first time you kind of go oh my god they said fucking hell and then you're like that's hilarious because that's just so Irish it's so country it really is. and it's one it's one guy holding a Guinness probably like you never see this person talking no. but he's just probably holding a Guinness going it's, it's like a Jesus Christ or a, <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> you know, I can't believe what's happening and I'm falling in front of his eyes like no 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 so and so fucking hell and after all that <laughs> fucking hell 
<laughs> but then, like we did that as well. Yeah, yeah. When there's a hubba 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 going on, and at the end, someone just goes, "Fucking hell!" Like <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic Father Ted. Uh, uh, this is another line. This now uh, this line comes like if anyone ever injures themselves, no matter how embarrassing it is, <clears throat> if you injure yourself, and someone goes, "Jesus, what happened to you there?" Like if you hit your own hand with a hammer, you'd go. <laughs> Would you believe me? Your own dog did that to me, father. <laughs> <laughs> and you laugh it off, going, "Dude, you, your hand could be broken." Ah, sure, it's gas, isn't it? Sure, would you believe me? Your own dog did that to me, father. It's like, you took up a fucking hammer and smashed your hand. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's just a way of kind of. I was stupid, <laughs> but I'm going to quote Father Ted yeah, just yeah. To, so we all have a big laugh about my stupidity and yeah. how I injured myself. It's like, dude, your leg's blown off. <laughs> would you believe me? Your own dog did that to me, father. <laughs> You've got malaria. Leave me on Doctor Death. Just makes me laugh as well. And my number one is the line I use all the time. Yeah. And it's the line it's, it, I think it usually happens when I've been out drinking. And <laughs> yeah. I kinda go, Alright, I'm going home. I'm 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 going home. And people go, Oh, you're such a dick, you're such a dick and I go, Well I've had my fun. <laughs> and I leave. Good old Brendan Grace. Brendan Grace. If ever there was an actor to play a character that we didn't see coming at all, <laughs> Brendan Grace. Uh, for those who listen to the UK, you might know Brendan Grace, but he's you'd have to call him like a like a proper Irish celebrity. Yeah. Um, but he used to do like like kind of dirty humor without being dirty when when he was like in his prime. But he never did anything along the lines of what he did in Father Ted. No, I think that's why uh, everyone went so oh, funny. This is just brilliant. But he <laughs> made, he made the episode like really uncomfortable to watch. I Wait. bet you like boys, don't you, yeah. father? You like that, don't you? Little boys in shorts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you're a very rude man. <laughs> I don't care. Really <laughs> <laughs> great. Ah, oh, it's classic. It is very, very good. But yeah, I, that's the line I use. That's my nice. number one. Um, I'm trying to figure out which one to save as my number one. <laughs> okay, here's number five. All right. It's from the episode with the Chinese. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's just... One of the locals comes across uh, Father Ted in the village and I hear you're a racist now, Father. <laughs> See, that's another line that people just already go, I mean, you go, if you say anything like that could be construed as, yeah, like, if, I don't know, if you're playing chess and they go, only whites or blacks? I'll be whites. Oh, hear you're a racist now, Father. It's like, no, I just, just want to move first. Oh, hear you're a racist now. But it's, it is like, that, that is such like an Irish <coughs> thing. It's like, I hear you're with your woman now, are you? <laughs> it's like the news of the day, the local <laughs> yeah. news. Oh, you're racist now, Father. Yeah, that, that's the whole thing she goes on. Is, is that the church's official stance <laughs> on Chinese people? <laughs> this is very good. Um, okay. This one, uh, there's, there's a character in the play by Pat Short called Tom who sits around in a t-shirt that has I shot JR on it. Oh, yeah. And he just sits on a wall. He's just there, just, just like sitting on the wall, just looking at you. And there's always <laughs> one of them in, the, in every town in Ireland, just sitting there. Brilliant. <laughs> and the line that I didn't put in, because everybody knows it, um, but I didn't put it in because I think this one is better when I, went, when I went looking for them. The one that everyone goes to is, I killed a man, father. <laughs> That's all he says. <laughs> hey, Tom, I killed a man. <laughs> right, well, uh, sure, come down to confession later on. <laughs> But uh, no, the one I put in there is uh, Father Ted comes. <laughs> Father Ted brings him to the post office. So he's driving oh, somewhere yeah. and he stops off outside the post office. I need to run in here, Father. 
stops at the post office, Tom runs in, a bit of commotion comes back out with harmfuls of money, and father says, Tom, are you up to your old tricks again? And he says, no, father, it is my money, I just didn't want to fill out the forms. <laughs> well, it's just as calm as you like. Which I think is great, because if you go into any any bank outside of Dublin, I'd say, I'd say yeah, outside of Dublin, and it's a, like if it's a country bank, one of the ones that's been there for 200 years and it's still just the corner of somebody's house. Yeah. And if you're not known, you have to fill out 40 different pieces of identification and, and yeah. everything and blah, blah, blah. But Mary in front of you. Do you have a bill? Do you have a bill? Or Utility bill. They don't do bills anymore. It's all credit. Mm-hmm. No yeah. bill. But Mary from next door just walk in and go, Bridie, can I have 20 euro there? I need to pop in and get some milk. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, what, what? You're just giving her 20 euro? Ah, we'll fill out the format later. I'll yeah. do it for her. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What's going on? I went to the bank one time to, to, to pay rent. I was like, there you go. Pay rent. And mum was like, uh, you need to fill out the form. Well, I don't know. I just, this is, I have the account number. Just, 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 I'm just knocking the account number. Put the Why would I be putting money into somebody else's account? Unless yeah. I want What's to bad about that? What's bad about me putting money in someone else's account? But as I was filling out, and she was, she was like, "You have to go to the end of queue for the form." I said, "No, I'm here now. I've been queuing for twenty minutes. Let's just get this done." The woman walks up to the counter next to me. I was like, "Hi, can I let that money?" Oh, hi, Mary. Yes, of course, you can. Bap, 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 bap on the keyboard. Away she went. I was like, <laughs> "Now, come on, uh, double standards, please." Anyway, number three, spider baby. It's got the body of a spider and the mind of a baby. <laughs> it's in the the, the craggy island. Uh, not 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 the fun fair. I can't actually remember the episode like like a hundred percent. But it's like a it's like a circus, like a circus, like a fun fair. But the the attractions are ridiculous. Uh, like yes. there's a whirly go around, and it's just a platform that's spinning, <laughs> and he just stands on it and it, gets, it just turns around. Then there's the chair of death, which is a park bench oh. attached to a crane that just goes up and down. <laughs> but uh, he wants to go and see this the spider so baby, the body of a spider in the mind of a baby. Makes me laugh. Yeah. Father Dougal. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. This is Father Dougal describing uh, Brendan Grace's character. <clears throat> you know, they're, they're, in, they're in bed, they're in the bedroom, and they're having a chat before they go to sleep. And he says, who would he be like? Hitler or one of those mad fellas? <laughs> oh, worse than Hitler. You wouldn't find Hitler playing jungle music at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And that's, I think that line is brilliantly Irish because it doesn't matter how bad somebody is. If they're doing something that annoys you at a specific moment, <laughs> yeah, they're like, the worst yeah, person in the world. That's the most evil. <laughs> but he didn't kill six and a half million people. Ah, but he's playing jungle music at three in the morning. This is funny. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like you're doing something stupid, like, like you're in work and you're bringing ketchup to a table because everybody wants ketchup. <laughs> And you're bringing it and a little napkin blows over in the wind and falls over and lands on top of the kettle and, and then like somebody goes, Oh, there's nothing worse. I'm like, oh, actually <laughs> I, I I think I think I think there's a lot I think I think I think baby cancer is probably worse. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. might put that I put that above it. <laughs> well it's like whatever's happening at your specific moment to inconvenience you yeah, like, is oh. worse than anything that's ever happened. And I think it's it's another one of those phrases that just kind of gets thrown out, oh, is there nothing worse? <laughs> yeah, there is. There's a shit sight worse. Living in the Far East. Yeah. Like, I just stuck my toe. Oh, there's nothing worse. Oh yeah. well, actually. I just go, I stuck my toe, there's nothing worse. I step on plug, actually that is worse. I should get in shot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! Oh, is there anything worse? Yeah. 
Yeah. I think the funny one that's gonna be my answer. Jeez, there's nothing worse, is there? Actually there is. Please, yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> I can think of at least four. Yeah, I can think of literally seventeen right now. Because <laughs> you stubbed your toe or your napkin fell into your ketchup. Uh, that is annoying though. Um, thing. Okay. This one then I say there's number one because the Rose of Tralee <coughs> is it still going on? Uh no, I think it's over. It's over. Rose Tralee was over, so somebody won. Yeah. It's basically Father for them. <laughs> Father Ted did a brilliant parody called uh, the Lovely Girl Contest. Ah, I love it. Like it's basically it's our pageant, but there's no swimsuit <laughs> category. I think there's, there's, there's like make a cake there's, and all that making, kind of stuff. Make, there's cake making. There's knitting. <laughs> there's there's the party trick which they do on stage, which isn't cringeworthy and humiliating at all, <laughs> while all their families watch. Uh. But um, there's one part in the, in the parody on the, the Father Ted is uh, the, the MC, I suppose. Mm. And there's girls walking up and down the stage, but they've got like traffic cones <laughs> that, down the runway. <laughs> and you have to like a, an in and out between the traffic cones as they're walking around. <laughs> but they're in these like summer dresses. There's like, <laughs> and just walking up and down. And Father oh Ted. God, it's such a good program. Father Ted says, doesn't Mary have a lovely bottom? To which the priest behind him whispers in his ear and he says, right. Of course, they all have lovely bottoms. <laughs> and that's Father, that's, that's, that's Rosa Tralee and that's Father Ted. Yeah. Uh, that's Rosa Tralee. Yeah. Sad. <sighs> if you're American, you've, you've a lot to, like, anything you think you like about Ireland, watch the Rosa Tralee and you lose it. Yeah. Then watch Father Ted and it brings it all back. <laughs> There you go. I hope that's okay for the lads over at Ecumenical Matters. Check them out. You get them on iTunes and, and, and all the places that you'll probably find us as well. And uh, yeah, when we... I suppose I'll drop a link in, in the description for their for their podcast. Great Yay. podcast. But it's dedicated to Father Ted and I'd, I'd like to see them do more. I'd like to hear them do more after Father Ted because otherwise they should be done. They should uh, do an IT crowd one. IT crowd, yeah. Wasn't another one that, that uh, Linehan did? Uh, what, did he do Partridge? At all? No. Well, he was he was a guest. He was a guest part on it. I don't think he wrote it. That's what I remember. Anyway, just something. Well, yeah, yeah. There you go. Ecumenical matters. That's our top five for this week. If you've got a top five you want us to to have a chin wag about, get it over to us. Podsquad at gmail dot com or Podsquad on Twitter. 